Thank you, Anderson. I am Chris Cuomo, and welcome to Primetime. So many see this as a very dark day for the president. Maybe, but that's not my perspective. We have finally seen the light of truth. We know what happened, and that light shone brightly today from an unlikely source, Team Trump. The top U.S. diplomat to Ukraine says a quid pro quo was clearly in play. The president was orchestrating a shadow effort to manipulate Ukraine to get dirt on the DNC and the Bidens. People with power to decide the president's fate are here tonight to answer the real only question that remains. What should the consequence be? It's a big day. There are big questions. Let's get after it. Now, look, the White House is doing what it does worst. It's attacking the source, but they can't do that here. This comes from their own. The president's top diplomat in Ukraine, the man asked by Trump's secretary of state. Of course, he's for every citizen, but I'm saying it's his team. Pompeo went to Taylor, asked him to do the job. This is their team. And Mr. Taylor confirmed in painstaking detail what happened in Ukraine. And he details it as wrong and abusive of power. The release of aid to Ukraine was contingent. On what? On the country pursuing an investigation against the Bidens, against the DNC, and saying it in public. And if they didn't, they wouldn't get to have a meeting with this president, which they wanted very much for legitimacy, and that aid was frozen. Remember, Bill Taylor, If you don't want to take him from his word, you can take him from his texts because we have them. Sondland, you don't want to take him at his word. And there's some questions he has to answer about, you know, a little bit of inconsistencies with what we've heard from Volcker and from Taylor. But it's all in the texts. Taylor is the man who said, I think it's crazy to withhold security assistance for help with a political campaign. He said he believed that then and still believes it today. And earlier, he answered the key question of what happened on the phone with the president's ambassador to the EU, Sondland, after he asked him to take it offline. Remember, Taylor says, Ambassador Sondland told me that President Trump had told him that he wants President Zelensky, the Ukraine president, to state publicly Ukraine will investigate Burisma. That's the company where Hunter Biden was on the board and alleged Ukrainian interference in the 2016 U.S. election. That's this crazy DNC server conspiracy. Sondland said, quote, everything was dependent on such an announcement, including security assistance. He said that President Trump wanted President Zelensky in a public box. The president's own people have by and large been telling the same story for the last two and a half weeks to Congress, and it is damning. The only one who appears to be spinning is the top Trump donor-turned-ambassador, Gordon Sondland. And what he said is bad enough. But now they're saying you've got to come back because he has been spinning it a little bit, and we need as little discrepancy on what is certifiable as fact as possible. So let's bring in someone who's calling for Sondland to come back, 
who heard from Taylor with his own ears today, Oversight and Foreign Affairs Committee member Jerry Connolly, Democrat from Virginia. Congressman, such an important night. Thank you for being on primetime. Good to be with you again, Chris. You are relieved of the ordinary cat and mouse where I try to get you to tell me what happened uh, in the testimony. And you say you can't tell me because it was closed because we have his statement and that is all we need. Uh, When you heard that today, do you believe there can be a good faith dispute about whether or not the president did something that is wrong and abusive of his power? No, I don't think that's in dispute at all, Chris. And I think you outlined it uh, just before I came on. Um, I I think we have prima facie evidence in the transcript, in the whistleblower complaint, in the text messages provided by Ambassador Volcker. And now in this transcript, well, this statement, uh, very lengthy, very methodical and meticulously done statement of 15 pages by a man who takes really particular notes from both phone conversations and meetings. Uh, I think it's very damning. And, uh, you know, I think it's it puts a, a politically mortal peril at this presidency. I think that's the only question is what is the consequence? I don't see good faith argument on the facts because these are all Trump's guys. You know, I think it's silly to attack anonymous that's sources right. as a journalist, but these aren't anonymous sources. You want the whistleblower? Go get them. We don't need them. Um, this is all about that's right. what people who are in place by this administration for this administration has said. Do you believe that this is, you said, mortal peril? Do you believe uh, that this is worthy of removal from office? I know the Senate handles that, but what's your take? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm certainly prepared to vote for articles of impeachment. I believe the evidence we have in front of us, combined with the Mueller report, we shouldn't forget that. But I agree. Of justice and cooperation with the Russians, um, I, I believe is, is, is you know, overflowing. Uh, in terms of meeting the constitutional threshold for impeachment and conviction removal from office. I think that that's something the Democrats have to deal with, is that where's the Mueller analysis gone? You know, you found something that's an easier sell in Ukraine. I get that. And politics is persuasion. But you've been telling us for months you had enough then and then you went silent on it. So I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Now, in terms of what are you waiting for? What else do you need to vote on articles of impeachment to basically bring up an indictment? I mean, you heard enough today. Uh, I I think that's right. But I think that, uh, uh, you know, the speaker uh, and the leadership of the impeachment inquiry panel want to be extremely uh, thorough. They want to cross every T and dot every I so that nobody can say this was a bum's rush job. Well, the Republicans Uh, say you uh, haven't brought anybody up yet who says Trump said it was a quid pro quo. Now, just my audience knows this, but just you've been busy to watch, I'm sure. Um, I don't believe you need a quid pro quo. I don't think this is a legal analysis. I don't think there are elements that have to be checked like boxes uh, in some type of law law exam. This is about a political judgment. But even if you did need a quid pro quo, how did you not get it today? Yeah, I think we did. But but you know what? Um, That's they're they're throwing up a red herring. Uh, Who said we need to prove there's a quid pro quo? But by the way, the transcript the White House itself released clearly shows extortion is going on. If you want military aid resumed and you want to have a meeting with me in the White House, you need to do a favor for me, though. And that favor, what was it? It was to collect political dirt on a prospective political opponent, 
and to try to track down this elusive DNC server that some conspiracy theorist says is still uh, you know, running around in the Ukraine. And uh, unfortunately, Trump actually followed through on that multiple times, including the one you cited uh, in the report just now, which is that uh, he actually said, I want to see President Zelensky of Ukraine go on public television uh, and I want to see him myself uh, commit to this investigation before military aid could be resumed. So if the idea of no straw man, uh, if the idea of no quid pro quo is a straw man argument, and it is uh, in, in my take, the steel man argument is, Congressman Connolly, it never happened. I didn't get the dirt on the Biden. I didn't get the dirt on the DNC. I didn't keep the aid from them. They weren't compromised by any of this. Our relationship wasn't compromised by this. So there is no damage. Therefore, removal is excessive this close to an election with a first term president. Uh, the abuse of office, the obstruction of justice. And I'm, by the way, with you, I think we cannot forget the Mueller report. We can't just focus on Ukraine, though that might be our primary focus. We have to look at the other uh, actions of this president, which absolutely rise to the threshold of impeachment. I believe uh, President Trump is a clear present danger to the future of our democratic norms and way of life. You believe if he's not removed, he'll just keep doing this. I know Democrats are arguing today, well, look at Syria. Look that he spoke to Putin and he spoke uh, to the head in Hungary before he spoke to Turkey and he never dealt with Congress. He just talked to those two men and then came up with policy. Um, I get that. I do think, though, that removal is a very high bar. Impeachment, articles of impeachment, that's the indictment. I don't know what you're waiting for on that. But in terms of removal, that's not your bit of business. You're in the House. That's the Senate. But I think that's a very high bar. Uh, Congressman, thank you so much for being with us on this night tonight. Please, I'll give you the last word. Is there anything thank else you, you want the audience to know? Or are you good? I, I was just going to say it is up to the Senate. But remember, we also help provide managers on the floor of the Senate yes. to try that case. Yes. Do you know who those will be yet? No. Too early in the process. I, I don't, but I'm looking forward to it. Mm. Congressman Jerry Connolly, thank you very much for keeping us in the loop. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Chris. All right. So Taylor's testimony, it has to be setting off alarm bells. I don't know what else you need to hear to see that this is wrong. He even implicates the president for the actions at the heart of the impeachment inquiry. And he's not a never Trumper. He's not some radical guy. That's code, straw man, it's fakery. We will lay out for you all of the lines that were laid out today that have not been, and I argue cannot be rebutted, that lead directly to the top. You wanna know what's wrong? We will lay it out next. All right, so here's what we now know. The top diplomat to Ukraine asked to do the job by Team Trump. Just place the president of the United States at the head of an actual conspiracy. Now the White House is referring to him with this other group of people as a radical. He is their guy. Pompeo, secretary of state, asked him to take over for the ambassador they didn't like. All right. So enough with the noise. Let's stick with the facts. In his sworn testimony, Bill Taylor erased any doubt about who was calling the shots, what the stakes were and the intent for this clear abuse of power that all knew about who were involved. Taylor testified the call to freeze the military aid was made by the president himself, 
Quote, the president doesn't want to provide any assistance at all. It was President Trump who demanded a foreign leader produce political propaganda on his behalf. It was the president who saw official foreign policy as a business transaction that could be profited. Because, as Taylor quotes Sondland, the businessman asks that person to pay up. What was the profit? Political advantage. This was about erasing the stink of how he got elected and getting the Bidens. The cost of that, political ammo, human lives. When it comes to Ukraine, you have to understand the stakes at play here. Now, I've been to Ukraine. I've seen the cost. So the decision to withhold military aid matters. Did you know that 13,000 Ukrainians are dead? Who knows how many more will be? So the urgency is there. Remember, the first order of business the Ukrainian president had on that July 25th phone call was to ask for javelins. Those are missiles. Obviously, they're fighting a war. We have seen witness after witness deliver sworn testimony to Congress. The president's own people, many of them still work for him. Yet they've ignored the official policy of hiding behind privilege. And it is telling that only one Gordon Sunland, rich hotel guy, Trump political donor. He's the only one who tried to soften the blow. Sondland himself now has to answer some other questions, but even his testimony showed that this is what it looks like. There can be no question of whether there was a quid pro quo. And by the way, my question is whether or not you need one. We're not checking off elements of a crime. This is about abuse of political power. It's about common sense. But if you want one, there were two. Security assistance and a White House meeting. That's what Ukraine wanted. Both were used and withheld to maximize leverage. The the demand, explicit. Everything was dependent, says Taylor. Nothing changed until the president got what he wanted. And you can't pass this off as Rudy Giuliani just creating issues. Today's testimony is a window into a coordinated effort involving cabinet officials, a senator, ambassadors. That's in addition to the vice president, the acting chief of staff, and who knows who else. They all got their orders and their idea of the intentions from the president of the United States. Nowhere in any of the testimony, in the texts, in the White House transcript, is there mention of any other case? Is there mention of any other example of corruption? No other changes they needed to see from Ukraine. It was only and always about hitting the Democrats and Biden. To get that, they used the highest office in America and money Congress had already approved, neither of which Mr. Trump has any right or any power to withhold in exchange for his own political gain. We have our investigators here to tell us how does what Taylor told us today fit into the boxes of the investigative analysis. McCabe and Baker on the case. Next. Hey, one question that a lot of people are asking about Bill Taylor. Why did he take so many notes? Why was he so detailed? Because he was worried about what was going on around him and what he had unfortunately become a part of. The other big takeaway, this idea of there's no quid pro quo here. 
they don't need one to make a political judgment, judgment that this was abusive of the president's office. But if you want one, you've got two from Taylor's testimony today. In just his opening statement, I don't even know what he said in the testimony, but you heard Congressman Connolly say that it just reinforced the same message. Administration officials were wrapped up in what he sees as a parallel diplomatic effort to benefit this president. If you want the aid, if you want a meeting with this president, you give us the DNC and the Biden information. Nothing else was ever mentioned. Andrew McCabe, Jim Baker, FBI vets are here. Uh, Andrew, what do you see in that statement that ends the analysis for you? Well, Chris, as you, as you mentioned, like they don't need proof of a quid pro quo. We are not trying to show the elements of an offense here. It's not a legal case. But the hurdle that the Democrats have to get over here is presenting a convincing case, a convincing argument about the malfeasance and the uh, the bad acts that the presidents and his supporters were engaged in. Taylor helps them enormously. His statement is incredibly detailed. It's got dates. It's got phone calls. What else it's got meetings. It's um, it's hard. It's hard to imagine what else they need. Every every witness they've had now has kind of outdone the witness before. But Taylor takes them to a new level and he obliterates a lot of the defenses that we have seen coming from the Republicans about, well, there was no real quid pro quo and that sort of thing. Um, Taylor eviscerates those defenses. Would you ask for an indictment on these facts if they were delivered to you? Confidently. Confidently. If I were the investigator running this case, I would assume that the gods are smiling on me. Bill Taylor is the kind of witness that you are happy to go into court with. Okay, so uh, now if we start looking at what this is going to mean, I just want to make sure I have the the order right. All right. So, Jim, uh, the idea of just so you know, this stuff doesn't come out of my head. You at home. I have all this paper on the desk because we study all day to make it easy for you. It's got to be hard on us to understand it, to make it more relatable. So, Jim, uh, here's the relatable pushback. OK, uh, we're going to attack the source. That's not going to work here. This man's resume is is too tough and they begged him to do the job. So they have a problem there. But what harm was done, Jim? Ukraine got the money. They never gave us dirt on the DNC or Biden's. They never really, therefore, uh, interfered. They didn't even make a public statement. They didn't even do the interview that they were supposed to do with CNN, which is always a crime in and of itself. Uh, And our relationship is as good as ever. So how can you remove from office for this? It's what he tried to do. And what he tried to do clearly was to abuse his power in order to stay in power by trying to get the, Ukra- the Ukrainians to do these investigations of the, uh, of the Clinton server and of uh, the Bidens in order to help him stay in power. And he withheld the money for a period of time, the military aid, for a period of time in order to try to see what he could do to get the Ukrainians to do his bidding. That, in, in my view, was a violation of his oath of office because he is required to faithfully execute Uh, the laws of the United States. And by withholding that money that had been appropriated by law, by Congress, for his own personal interest, he was acting corruptly and he was not faithfully executing uh, his, his, uh, he was not faithfully executing the laws as he's required to do under the Constitution. All right, but let me take a second. That didn't go that well. Let me try this again with you, Andrew. The idea of a good faith argument that you're right, Baker's right. They withheld the money. Shouldn't have done it. Wrong. But they did give it eventually. 
Uh, and so they did deliver the money. So you don't have me on withholding the money permanently because I gave it to them and everything wound up fine. And Zelensky loves me. So removing me from office, nullifying an election in my first term with an election right around the corner, too big a stick. Well, look, uh, Chris, the Constitution doesn't say you can only be impeached for a successful high crime or misdemeanor. So there's no question that he is in the hot zone of being looked at for, for impeachment and removal. Now, that's a question, the one that you raise, is that that's a question every senator, and particularly Republican senators, will have to grapple with. And they might very well look at the situation and say, you know what, I don't approve of what he did. I think he probably abused his office, but I don't think it was enough to remove him from office. And that's a decision that we will have to see play out on the Senate floor. Andrew, what's the biggest problem with making that argument? It just completely ignores the standard that we try to hold our presidents to. It's not, were you a successful criminal? It's, did you live up to the, uh, the, the, your oath? Did you live up to what the Constitution requires of you? And if you have engaged in a high crime or misdemeanor, that is the indicator for us that you have not and that you should be impeached. And, real so, and I think the, that's clearly happened here. The real problem uh, with the Taylor testimony for them is you have Sondland telling Taylor that the president wanted it done a certain way, which is give me what I want or you're not getting anything. And then Sondland told the Ukraine official that. He later regretted that, according to Taylor, which, by the way, was a nice thing for Taylor to add in there for him. But you have these two layers of it. The one missing piece that they're relying on in defending the president, Jim, is but Ukraine didn't know it was being manipulated the way you lay it out. They were just curious as to why they weren't getting the aid and how to get a better relationship. And if they didn't know that they were being manipulated with this quid pro quo, then it's not really extortion. Well, it's not about extortion and it's not about being successful. It's what they tried to do in secret until they were found out. And there was a whistleblower that came forward and announced this to the whole world. So the fact that they didn't get away with it uh, at the end of the day shouldn't excuse this this kind of behavior. Furthermore, yeah. I mean, this is this has I mean, I, I, I hear what the, the president and others have said about how, what the Ukrainians think. And I see what the Ukrainians are saying publicly and so on. But it, look, all of this cannot be what they wanted to, to have public. Uh, with respect to the U.S.-Ukrainian relations, they can't be happy with being drawn in and pulled into our political debate and discussion in this way. It does not make U Ukraine look good. It is not uh, the kind of foreign policy that I would imagine that they wanted to have uh, executed at, at this time. So in the middle of a war, as, uh, as Ambassador Taylor uh, so uh, thoughtfully pointed out today. So let's end it on this. Uh, in the past, we've all shared questions about what we still want to know here uh, before we start seeing what a question of consequence could be. Do you both now believe you know what happened, you know enough to say that it was wrong and actionable? Yes, absolutely. The underlying allegation has not changed at all. Each of these witnesses has just given us a better look at it. Taylor gives us incredible clarity today. Hasn't changed anything, but it's made the case mm. a lot stronger. And as you guys know even better than I ever will, someone who keeps notes like this does so for a reason. And this was a day it seemed to know, it seemed that uh, Mr. Taylor knew was going to come. Thank you very much, Andrew McCabe and Jim Baker. Appreciate it. Very important night to have you. Thanks for Thanks, being Chris. here. All right. Now. Those are the facts as we see them from Mr. Taylor. What is the argument for the president? Now, you see me making it to the member uh, of Congress from the Democratic side, to these two uh, big shot investigators. 
We'll see it made to you by a member of Congress. How do you see that nothing wrong happened here? How do you see this is not just a question of consequence? What is the best defense? Next. If you read the opening statement from Mr. Taylor today, you will see that what the president wanted and what was done to try to get that for him are clear. They're also clearly wrong, as evidenced by the need for Mr. Taylor to take notes, uh, the need to keep it quiet, uh, the need to be disruptive to people stating what was obvious. So if you see it as obvious and wrong, the question is, does it move supporters in Congress to think this is something worthy of removal. And although that's specifically a question for the Senate, it's something that should be in our conversational leadership right now. Republican Mark Wayne Mullen returns to the show. Congressman, thank you for coming back. Absolutely, Chris. Thanks for having me. So, Mr. Taylor, today, did you find what he put in his opening statement compelling in any way? No, absolutely not. What this was is an opening statement with no cross-examination. Unfortunately, you have Adam Schiff that still refuses to open up these hearings. I mean, we're talking about impeaching the president of the United States, and so there's no transcript that goes along with this. And what I was told by my Republican colleagues uh, is that uh, John Ratcliffe, he absolutely tore this thing apart piece by piece in less than two minutes. But we don't know that because... This isn't open and transparent. Well, this it's the is, investigation. This is simply a statement. This is the investigation, though, right? Just to sure. make it clear for the audience, uh, sure. you don't usually get, as the defendant, a team in there to help you in an investigation. But Republicans it's- are there. And, uh, you, you, you know, you just said one of them did a good job on this. So let's talk about that. How do you tear this apart? Mr. Taylor has no reason for animus. He's your guy. You asked him to take the job. He is a lifelong Republican and a veteran. Well, Chris, I, I don't know. They haven't opened the transcript. If they would open the transcript, we would be able, actually be able to see it. If they would just open the process, they want to allow me into the hearing room. I mean, we're talking about impeaching the president of the United States, and it's all behind closed doors. And Adam Schiff is choosing what he releases but and what he doesn't. it's the Intel Committee. So That's how you story. always do it there. That, in the intel, but not an impeachment require, uh, inquiry. This isn't the way we they, we proceeded with Bill Clinton. This isn't the way we proceeded with Richard But that's uh, not a fair Richard comparison, Nixon. Congressman. It you is, too. It. We're you talking had about the impeaching star. the president of the United States. What do you Ken mean star. it's not a fair, uh, he, he, here's a fair here's what Here's comparison. what I mean, with all due respect, sir. Sure. You had Ken Starr as a special counsel there, or whatever you wanted to call it then by statute. Do you statute. know what the difference between the two is? Richard Nixon had committed a crime by using the intelligent community to try play, playing political games. And you had Bill Clinton who lied to a grand jury. They also both committed crimes prior to the impeachment inquiry moving there forward. There is Here, no requirement for any it. specific finding of criminal activity. There is a, there you is started Whitewater in a closed... No, there is not. High there crimes is a and misdemeanors requirement does talking not about mean what's impeachable, Chris. No, what, what is impeachable? Crime, a high crime or misdemeanor. Treason, high fr- crime or misdemeanor. I'm sorry. I what is you taking place here? You're like me. You ask a question, then you answer it. Oh, no, Congressman, this is what <laughs> it says. This is what the Congressman, what it says in the Constitution. Sure. High crimes and misdemeanors like. But why didn't they list murder? Why didn't they list kidnapping? Because well, that is a crime. Though, of course they're crimes, but they expect sure. prosecution of those things. This is about removal of politicians for political crimes. Abuse for pl- of this power is, about is one of This is about removing a politician for political motives. 
Underneath well, that would Andrew be wrong. Johnson, if underneath all, Richard Nixon, and underneath Bill Clinton, they were at all committed crimes prior to the impeachment inquiry taking place. Yeah, but arguably, wait, but, that's, but arguably that's true here also. Is no, that it's what not. That's tell what me they're what looking he, at with Tell Ukraine. me what he has done. No, they're in search of a crime. No, a crime no, no, hasn't that's been a political committed. talking point. If I no, it's ask not. Tell you, me, point me one I, I thing. Right tell me what he's and, done. And if we switch the R's and D's, you'd be making this argument to me. And that's one of the things. Oh, yes, you would. Because if you want to say that Clinton did something so wrong because he lied I under oath? I was asked on a weekly basis yes. by my base to try to impeach Obama. And I said, show me the crime that he's committed and I'll run it to the top of the flagpole. Yeah, but you didn't have anything like this. And you started we with, still don't have you anything. Started Tell with me Clinton what he's done with a whitewater investigation and you wound up with an affair. It's not exactly the most high-minded probe. Here with what Ukraine... What has the president done? Here's what, he's, here's what he did. He asked a foreign power to get involved in an American election by getting dirt on his opponents. You're adding to that. That is not what the transcript said. He said it's important to the people that we find out the truth of what happened. One, he with the said, server, do me two, a with favor, with Joe Biden's look son, at Hunter. the DNC and look at the Bidens. He and didn't then say everyone the around. And then why he did, did not then say why that. Why did everyone around this president Chris, put in place by him say, listen, oh my God, I can't believe he's doing this. How do we stop hey, this from if, happening? If we're going to talk about the facts and talk about actually Those what are the, the facts. president said, no, it's not. Tell me one point to where that is a fact. That was not in the transcript. And that's not even what the fake whistleblower even said happened. We don't need so fake whistleblower. We don't need anonymous sources. Well, that's what this, you this have your own guy. All about. Ambassador Sondland said that the president said to him, I want the Bidens and I want DNC and I want it public or they get nothing. He then he, said that to a Ukrainian official and then regretted it. When Mr. Taylor because heard who it. who said that? Because Mr. Taylor told you that was secondhand? Why would That's Taylor not what lie. the ambassador He's said that. He's your guy. He was so worried about this that he took meticulous notes and Listen, he kept trying to stop it through legitimate channels. Chris, I don't know people's political motives, but they have political motives. Your own motives. guy this has political motives? Fine. He wasn't our own guy. He was a career bureaucrat. That Pompeo was didn't to go to him and ask him to do the job? Was you there? I oh, mean, oh. he did ask him to go do the job, but that doesn't mean that he's our guy. That means that we put him in place. What defines that your guy mean if that it's not well, you went to guy, him and asked him to do the job? You're using it as a term like this is a Republican and yeah. he's appointed by the president. Yeah. That's not it. This it, is a guy exactly that, is, that has served the country. I'm not saying, I'm not taking anything away you from kind of William are. Taylor. You're trying to paint him as if he might no, have some animus and I'm, you have no basis for that. I am painting it on the facts that we don't know the facts. You do you know the facts. You and I are both sitting here making assumptions. I'm not making any assumptions. Yes, we are, because have you got the true transcript from the whole hearing today? First of all, I don't even have the true transcript from the call because you I guys wouldn't let it be transcribed, and then you hit it. No, we gave the president's transcript out. That's not you a transcript. We've already said it's, that was it's exactly a recitation of certain people on it. It says right on it, Congressman, this is not a verbatim of the situation. It's the collective res- you know, response of people who were there. Come on. And what are you talking about with William Taylor? Is that not the same thing? But, but you vet him. You were in the, not you, but, you know, congressmen the were American in the The American people already vetted him. the president, too, and they chose that they wanted him to be president. And what has happened is the Democrat Party hasn't accepted it. And they've been trying to impeach him ever since he's been in office. And look, you should not impeach somebody as political payback. And Agreed. It should not so we both agree just on that one. 100%. And it should not be just a numbers play. Okay, if the so only I reason this happens is because the Democrats the have the numbers, admitted. then that's not what impeachment was supposed to be. Chris, we but still go back to the thing is, yes, I what am. has a president 
done that's impeachable. He abused his uh, power by asking a foreign what did he do? sovereign to, in, to interfere in the election. He and didn't ask him to did. interfere in the election. Of course We've already he did. said that. that of course he did, Because you and I both know that. How? Because, because there's everybody who's testified oh. and the texts and, and the transcript all everybody's say it. transcript. Because this has been so open and transparent. You guys saw texts from two lovers and you thought that there was a deep state conspiracy against the president based on two lovers' useless conversation. Now you have these texts That isn't a conversation you and I had. You keep turning away the conversation is if if we're going to sit here and assume and you're going to pass to American people that this is actually factual, then why don't we have the facts? Why don't you call on Adam Schiff to say open the transcript, open the hearing? You said nothing to counter You and I don't know what was in the hearing they said won't let on either TV, one of us in it. I wanted Ukraine to investigate the Bidens. That Chris, is only asking he, for political he, advantage. He said, let's know the truth. Well, the truth is, uh, Hunter Biden even said the fact that his only connection to the Ukraine to be able to pay $83,300 a month was his father being vice president. So you're, worried, so you're worried about that? You're worried about Ivanka Trump? Cutting IP deals in China while she's representing our country? You okay there with was that? already a well-established oh, business connection there. We always want to talk about, Chris, you always well want to talk about everybody connection. else about the Trumps, but you won't talk about the obvious. The obvious um, would yeah. be the word suspicious activities that, to, which the, to which Hunter Biden was dealing with. I'll Ukraine tell you what, as I have president, no problem saying pre- something was vice that president. Mr. Mullen, you can't say. What Hunter Biden did was wrong. He shouldn't have done it. And we know that well, his we father both agree thinks, on that. We know that his father thinks it's wrong because they want to change the rule. L- let's talk but about hold on in 2018 a about the three I'm senators. Of, I'm out of time, but you see what I just did? Ukraine. You see yes. what I just did? What was if that? you can't look at this situation with this president and say you see obvious wrongs, then you're not telling the truth to the American We we people. haven't seen obvious wrongs. Oh, come on. Congressman, I gotta leave it there. We'll see what the next step is. You're always welcome here to make the case. Chris, appreciate you. Thank you always. for having me on. Be well, God bless. Thank you. Listen. Reality is hard to ignore, man. I do not envy the case that has to be made. So everybody's lying. I got to see everything now verbatim. Texts were fine in the past, but they're not fine now. Listen, we know what happened. You should not surrender principles for political convenience. The argument about what we know, but just as importantly, what we don't know. Next. Breathe a sigh of relief. We now know what happened and why. A meticulous tapestry of turpitude by Trump's own choice to be the top Ukraine diplomat, Mr. Bill Taylor. In just his opening statement, it clearly indicates an orchestrated intentional wrong, a clear abuse of the president's power, period. There can be no good faith argument made otherwise. Trump told the president of Ukraine to look at the DNC and the Bidens. He told Ambassador Sondland that he wanted Ukraine to announce those investigations, that everything was tied to that. It was known by all that there would be no aid nor any meeting with the two presidents until Trump got what he wanted. Sondland told Taylor that the president told him what he wanted which is the definition of a quid pro quo, right after saying, but the president says, no quid pro quo. Look, this president may be unethical and abusive of his power, but he's not stupid. See for yourself. 
Ambassador Sondland said that he had talked to President Zelensky and Mr. Yermak and told them that although this was not a quid pro quo, if President Zelensky did not clear things up public, we would be at a stalemate. That is a quid pro quo. That's all it is. That's all it will ever be. And when Taylor said to him in a text, you've seen it, okay? He didn't like aid being upheld for help in an election. Sondland took it offline, then admitted that was what was going on, as you saw above. What did he then do? He tried to keep this conspiracy secret. He didn't want the call with Ukraine where he relayed those terms transcribed. Why? Why did he keep the circle of parties small? Why did they have this parallel diplomatic effort? Because they knew it was wrong. Mulvaney even admitted the DNC was a give for the aid before being walked back by Team Trump. You have named sources. Taylor, Vietnam vet and Republican. Sondland, Trump donor and friend. Volcker, handpicked by Team Trump. Where are the nicknames and the nasty degrading of these guys, Mr. President? The only thing you can do is say radical unelecteds. They're your people and your silence about them is confirming of the same. The only question is what the consequence should be. And that's where the picture takes a turn for the worse. The latest proof, Republicans supporting with silence or spewing nonsense in defense of this president saying he's being lynched. Insensitive, inaccurate. All Republicans must rem- remember what they're witnessing here, a lynching, but we'll win. Blacks were lynched by bigots. Any president should know better. Trump doesn't. That's ignorance. And it's correctable by apologizing and stating the insensitivity. But he doesn't do that. That's arrogance. And that's more dangerous and not correctable. And worse, on his team, it's contagious. This is a lynching in every sense. This is un-American. What does lynching mean? And a mob grabs you, they don't give you a chance to defend yourself. That's not what it means. It means that you get attacked by a bunch of bigots because you're black and you're murdered for that and only that. And you know it. Senator Graham, you're not ignorant. Your state bears the stain of this savagery. Close to 150 that we know about. Shame on you for ignoring what's obvious. Shame on you for supporting in this president what you once decried on the floor of Congress. You don't even have to be convicted of a crime to lose your job in this constitutional republic. If this body determines that your conduct as a public official is clearly out of bounds in your role. Impeachment is not about punishment. Impeachment is about cleansing the office. Impeachment is about restoring honor and integrity to the office. Where is your honor and integrity? If this body determines that your conduct as a public official is clearly out of bounds, if this isn't, what is? And now his words should haunt him and all the other hypocrites. When you're asked to dismiss likely articles of impeachment, will Graham and gang once again do what they reviled in their opponents? The only way to avoid impeachment is to leave your common sense at the door, defy the way the world works, and ignore the facts and talk about something else. Hence the fake news, the lynching, the silly straw man arguments that fall away as easily as their name suggests when soaked in facts. 
Refusing to face the facts does not make them any less true. There is one question. Is what this president did worthy of removal to you? And that question remains. The facts are not in dispute. What say you, men and women on the left and right, weigh your words, they will be remembered. That's my argument. Now, Abolo, where do the roads lead here? Not just to this president, someone arguably much more dangerous. Bolo on that next. Be on the lookout from Taylor today. Quote, if Russia dominates Ukraine, Russia will again become an empire, oppressing its people, threatening its neighbors and the rest of the world. Putin apparently convinced our president to adopt a hostile view on Ukraine. Today, Putin and Turkey's Erdogan make a deal to take over vast swaths of formerly Kurdish-held territory. Trump was on the phone with Putin before deciding to pull out in Syria. Now Russians are in our bases. Be on the lookout. Why is this president always benefiting Putin? Thank you for watching us. CNN Tonight with D. Lemon starts right now. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Now streaming exclusively on Max, a new CNN flash talk about the album that has Nashville talking, Call Me Country, Beyonce and Nashville's Renaissance. Watch it at max.com slash callmecountry. Max subscription required.